Hello and welcome to Who Gives a Flux, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is Mike and here is part five of my conversation with Ben. I know, part five, who would have thunk? And actually, might I say, this is the last episode in series one of my duds and studs chats. What a journey and what a treat it's been. Before we jump into the episode, though, a quick reminder, Ben and I have had some technical difficulties whilst recording this episode, so the sound quality is sometimes a little bit odd, but the conversation is an awesome one. So let's just get to it. It's time for Ben and I to discuss the 13th Doctor. Now, we're all capable of the most incredible change. We can all evolve while still staying true to who we are. Shall we move on then to the last Doctor in this conversation, the thirteenth Doctor? Now I know for a fact that you love, um, like Jodie's era. This is you. What gave you that impression? I just, <laughs> I, it's just one of those things. And I, yeah, and I, I know you love Jodie's era, but like, there's so many things about it that I just, I just I had issues with to begin with, and I wanted to love this so much, like. Yeah, because uh, we need we need more diversity. So, uh, like a uh, female doctor, yes, I am on board. Jodie was amazing, um, but I felt she suffered at the hands of the showrunners and the writers because I just I don't think a lot of the episodes live up to how sort of like talented she is and comes across and I think like, and that's quite a common criticism of this uh-huh. era like, I'm like she is so good and I think like a lot of people had the same criticism for Capaldi like like he's such a good actor and he was given like not so great material like I think this applies to Jodie more so mm-hmm. but um, but interestingly like this is only season no, so this is only one of a Doctor that I'm not going back to rewatch. So when I watched the episodes, oh. like, it was the first time that I was rewatching them. Well, um, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Like, so I was having to pick through like episodes that I remembered enjoying or not enjoying, like from memory, and then seeing if mm. it stood up. So I like, so we can get right into it. Well, well, what was your honourable mention then? My honourable mention is Rosa, because I think it's a brilliant episode obviously like i don't yeah. think anybody's going to disagree um that first season of jodie's a lot of people complain that there's not a lot of peril or danger and i agree with that there isn't like i don't know you, you never feel scared in her first season there's nothing that's overtly scary or terrifying or like there's nothing like in midnight or in listen where you're like you're scared like but I think okay. it works for this episode because it's not a case of like it's not a big scary monster that's coming to get you. Somebody try to disrupt the course of like history, yes. benefit their agenda, which is obviously racism. Like yes, <laughs> yes, just being a racist prick in the future. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's it's beautifully shot. It looks like a film. Like it plays out like a film. Um. Ryan's probably at his best here because I don't think as a character he's that great like I know you've sort of like the Atkins received a lot of criticism but Jodie's lumbered with like three companions and you've got 50 minutes to find something for three companions to do as well as your guest cast for that week's episode yes so they're all struggling 
like for screen time and it just but it, wor it works here i think it balances out quite well yes takes a bit of a back seat for a little bit i know she has a little moment in the alley like talking about yes she does um obviously being bullied and being subjected to like racism as like and it's just casual racism for the two of them they're talking about like it's casual yeah. and like used to it they become it's a beautiful yeah. scene but it's powerful like and it's infuriating like the whole thing you're just angry you are like, because of like the thing is this is a real life event and this is how like people were treated and you're just like you're fuming that this is a thing that existed um and the performances are brilliant it's really really good um Jodie excels like I love like she's almost like bumbling when she first comes across that guy like oh I'm the goofy doctor but then all of a sudden like it takes on like the seriousness as well when she realizes what's going on um, yeah but I like I really really enjoyed watching it again it possibly could have made it into my stud Mm, interesting but it's a great story it's a, it's it's, a good it, story like yeah there was there was one thing i think pulled it out of my top spot and this is just a personal preference okay but it was the the resolution for the doctor getting them to stay on the bus okay it's like this is an important i know it was written by a black woman but this is an important a historical event for like black people in america like this was like a catalyst for a lot of things that happened and to have the woman doctor who's white be the one that instigates that we need to stay on the bus like so that she gets moved to the back or she gets asked to move to the back i was like i think it should have been ryan taking that action i think it should have been ryan challenging graham to stay on the bus because obviously graham wanted to get off so i think okay. it should have like, so it's a minor thing and i know it's so nitpicky but it's that whole like oh white savior thing a wee bit like as the doctor comes in and saves the day by not getting off the bus or making graham stay on the bus and i just think yeah i think it certainly would have been more powerful coming think, from ryan or yeah yes yeah i think it would have been better for ryan's character as well like I just it's a small tweak, but I just like I feel like the work like the doctor's the the white saviour, like making sure that they save the day for the black people. I'm just like oh, it's mm, a bit mm. it's just that I just remember I was like that could have been a spectacular moment for like Ryan, like the Yes, I see what you mean. The doctor could know what needs to happen, but not want to be the one that does it. And then like, yeah. for Ryan to take charge in that moment, because obviously, like it personally like affects him because this is like, he's a black character in this situation. Yeah. Like I think they should have just tweaked it a wee bit for him to like. Do, but I guess that's a moral issue, and I like. But yes. Just, but yeah, like the doctor comes in and like fights racism and saves the black people. I was like, mm. like it's a mm. but otherwise it's a glorious episode. Like. I, could not like uh, this is a caliber that i would have loved to have seen like throughout and it's a really strong like historical episode and it's not a historical romp like, no it gets a bit boring the doctor who i guess in tooth and claw it was a historical romp where we were with until that ending whereas it's yes more serious from the get-go but it's still got those elements of like you're enjoying it like the whole like i'm a banksy am i not like you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. Know, like there's like I like it all works like really really well, and I would have loved to have seen, like not the subject matter, but in, like 
the caliber rating continued throughout like Jody, I think we would have had a better run and it would have been better received. Um, yeah, no, that's a fair, fair, fair point. And this episode really does highlight how how to do really good Doctor Who, uh-huh. like, but still impact that you know life events that are in living history. There's no other Doctor Who episode like it either. Like this is a historical, and apart from like, there's no monster. Like it's just no. a bad guy from the future, and I love that. Um, yeah, and uh, like I. It's, and the performances are more or less they're brilliant. Like it's so good. Yeah. And yeah. it actually has an asteroid named after Rosa Parks. I looked that up afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's no a idea. real thing. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. He's used that real life thing to do, you know in it as well. I and that's, that that feels fantastical, you know. I, I really hope that that wasn't the, like the catalyst for this episode, though. <laughs> like, um, I, I hope not too. <laughs> but no, like this, this was a peek at how good, um, this like run of Doctor Who could have been, and I don't think anything ever quite reaches that again. Um, okay. For me, okay. Like I think, I think this is definitely like up there with the best of. Well, this is one of the best of her run. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was my honourable mention. So, in that case then, with these kind of feelings that you have towards this era, and obviously we're going towards the dud now, what was there like a lot to choose from for you? Or was it sort of... How did you come to the decision? This is like... There, there are a few episodes that did stand out as being... I don't want to say bad, but like, I was like, this isn't good for me. Like... Um, I like I don't know again I think it was just a fundamental issue I had with the format of the series we had three companions and it was just a lot everything like Chris Chibnall seems to have this thing where he just loves to have everybody in the TARDIS I think in that first yes. uh, like Christmas story there was like 10 people standing there at one point I'm like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not like I don't think it needs to be as extreme as that like as Rose, where she doesn't like anybody else to have the Doctor's attention, but I'd like you need to keep like one companion and one Doctor, just so that there's enough breathing room. And I feel like that's one of the issues. Is like there's just okay. there's no breathing room for me because there's yeah. so many characters and they don't develop as quickly as they should because there's so many yes. characters. Yes, um, that's fact. Yes. So like, just because I don't enjoy this run as much as the others it's not because um i think there's more like dud episodes or bad episodes there are to me like <laughs> like quite bad episodes but um yeah I, I just i feel like there's like just too much going on so they all maintain like a flat line baseline for me that just isn't quite there but ben pause a sec for me oh. pause two seconds for me sorry yeah. are you there can you hear me I can. I have literally talked your ears off. <laughs> no, yeah, literally. My my AirPods just went and I was like, oh, they've gone. <laughs> I have had enough of you. <laughs> no, no, no. I am so sorry. I technology. Am so sorry. <laughs> it's a technology. It's failing me. No, right. Sorry, you were saying. Um... There's like there's like a there's a baseline for this for this run where I just feel like it never really gets above a certain level and I just 
yeah, like I don't enjoy these as much as I would have loved to because I think individually, like Jodie's Doctor's brilliant. Like Yaz is really good, but we don't really get to see her develop till like more than two seasons in. Later on, yeah. Uh-huh. And the same with Graham, like he's probably like most at the forefront of things, but it doesn't really go anywhere because everybody's vying for attention. So I think that's my issue is that like there's just too many people there and are not concentrating. Like, because even like with the relationship with Rose, and I'm saying that she's a dick, but there was still a relationship that you could explore. Yeah. Like, there was, and even Amy and Rory being two companions in the TARDIS, they set up the characters individually, like, along the way before they brought them in together. Like, yes. And then they worked as a team. So, like, I just feel like throwing everybody in at the beginning was. I mean, like, maybe people enjoy that, but, like, for me, it's not. Like, it's just, it's not brilliant <laughs> no i think that's a fair criticism it's one that people do tend to share to be fair that it, it, it is a crowded tardis and sometimes the people you know they take a back seat because there's nothing for them to do when they're just standing about and that's it's, that's not what you want for drama you can tell that chris chimnall loves like 80s doctor who like especially like peter davison because that was an issue it's like you had three companions and usually they would write one off at the beginning of one of the episodes, just so that the other two had something to do. Like, right, right, okay. So I feel like he's a wee bit too sort of. I don't know. He, aye, he's yeah. respectful of that dynamic, but nah, like. Uh, but I think so. We'll go into my dud, which yes, I, I have heard it said that you don't mind this one, so I don't know if you can guess which one it is. Um, oh. It's Orphan 55. Oh, it's Orphan 55. Okay. It's Awful 55. (laughs) No, No, well, actually, objectively, I do think this is quite poorly put together. Like, the beginning's quite good. Um, The opening, like, the one in TARDIS cleaning and doing stuff, like, I love all that, like, because it's a wee bit of, like, like, comedic dynamic between them and, like, just how they actually operate in the TARDIS but then as soon as they get off I'm just like what is going on like there's too much too many characters like rubber monsters in suits standing about looking really unthreatening uh that mad woman looking for her husband yeah I know you've never <laughs> Benny like oh Benny! my god like, <laughs> and the whole thing right so wasn't until I was watching it and then I remembered like re-watching it when, and then I remembered when I first watched it so when Ryan gets infected by that is it the hopper virus the hopper virus yeah and then, like the doctor's like you'll be fine you'll just like like you just be nauseous and you'll have uh hallucinations but you'll be fine and then he starts immediately talking to that girl I was like is she uh one of the hallucinations because that's oh. set up okay there's a couple of times you see her afterwards where nobody's really interacting with her except for ryan but then obviously that doesn't go anywhere but i was like oh i i remember that i thought that she was like an hallucination because of the way yeah. it's set up and it just doesn't go that way but that's that's not like why the episode i think is bad or anything but like it's just something i was like oh something like, yeah yeah yeah. yeah but um i don't know it's just i just don't vibe with it like these are supposed to be apex predators and again, you just see them standing about, like in this, like the rubbly wasteland outside, not doing anything, looking a bit like it looks like you're watching behind the scenes stuff sometimes, like we just like the actors in between sets because they're just standing there, like not doing anything. They're a wee bit better when you see them in the tunnels because it's yes, scary and it's yes, 
even then they're apex predators and the only person they pick off in the tunnels is that old woman because she goes running up to them or whatever like what yeah like i don't know like i just i just didn't get into it at all the, the stupid green wigs those two characters um there was too much that was taking it like taking me out of it like as soon as it was set up and we talk about like the doctor being given all this like techno babble and exposition to get through and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and I just feel like Jodie's left just saying words like endlessly and I was like yes no idea what she's saying and it's like probably the only time I've noticed where like to me it feels as though like she's like what's happening what's going on like I do not know <laughs> like, <laughs> she just seems lost saying these things that they put in like these words that they put in their mouth like David Tennant was good at taking the words, Matt Smith was good at taking the words, Peter Capaldi was good at taking the words that were written and making them their own, whereas this is the whole, this is midnight, this feels like Jodie's saying someone else's words, like uh-huh. in this episode, I just don't feel like, and I don't know, maybe it was like, I don't know, but it's just like, to me it just feels like she's struggling to get across that these are words that the Doctor would say, like every, like all our other techno babble, you feel like she's on top of it, but yeah. To, to me in this episode it feels like she's chasing it and it takes me out of it and i was like why did all those characters that they introduced go after that one man that one old man hobbling about in the wasteland like send your guys with guns to go get him we'll <laughs> <laughs> you're like no i was like that's one old man that's probably gonna like die in a couple of weeks anyway like by the looks of things just send your soldiers and we'll wait here like no um but uh but yeah, I just, I didn't like any of it. And also the twist with it being Earth, like fair enough, like it's Earth in the future because we've let the planet go to ruin. But when they find like the Russian signage, I'm just like, would they recognise that as being Russian? Because the TARDIS is supposed to translate. The TARDIS isn't there though, is it? I know, but like, even True, then. it's in their heads. You're right, it's, it's in, in their, their heads. heads. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They've been separated from the TARDIS uh, like before I know the TARDIS is there. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. like, they should be able to, I don't know. Like, Had it said like the underground or something, like, you know, that we would have recognized as a kind of British TV show. Or even like, just to make it like a wee bit more like Doctor Who, if it was in English and they read it, and then somebody, one of the other characters said, You read Russian because that's Russian writing. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah that's like, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're saying like the TARDIS isn't there, but like the distance has never been a problem. No, that's before. true. No, that is true. There is a link, isn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know they made. Um... Oh, in fact, they don't make reference because the Christmas invasion that it works through the Doctor because they. Oh yes, because the Doctor's like a circuit. Yes, you're uh-huh. right. So she's not yeah. understanding what they're saying because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. conscious. So unless they've yeah. updated that, I don't know. But I like. Not my thing. Like, I just, I remember, like, I, there was just too much going on. And I know, like, you don't mind that you've said. It's one of those weird things, actually. Yeah, it's because I think, and that is the phrase, I don't mind it. Like, this is not ever going to be my third episode of Doctor Who, right? And it's not ever one that I would avoid watching because I think it's just so bad. It's just one of those ones that whilst I'm watching series 12 and um, and it, it comes up next, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, that was, that was all right. I, 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 I understand all the criticisms you've said. The, this is the funny thing, is I agree with all the criticisms you just said. And 
I think that there's just far too many people. I don't really care for many of them as if they start, as they start getting killed off. If they start getting killed off, you're right. I don't have those feelings like, oh, it's a shame that person is gone because they're there just to be picked off, and there's no there's there's no deep characterization for them. But then they, they throw that thing at the end of their mother and daughter. You're like, yeah, and you think, wait a second, all this because the daughter was pissed off because her mum left her, so she wanted to go and blow up a, a spa. I don't know. Yeah, so when you start pulling yeah. it apart, uh, terrorism keeping families apart or together. Yeah, I understand. Like, I, yeah, no, absolutely. It, 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 you're, you're completely right in that respect. Uh, and all these things I know when I'm aware of. But in terms of watching the episode as like a bit of a uh, as an adventure, as a Saturday afternoon thing, I'm all right with it. I, I get that, like, yeah, because I was going through something like earlier, like dodge. I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that episode. Would still watch it again, like you know that. Yeah, like, like it's not how it, like held in any great regard but I would watch it again which is why I didn't choose some episodes to be because I like I would enjoy watching it again yeah I'm with you I'm so with I get you. that like I get I just there's just too much going on for me to actually get on board fair. with this one absolutely and I, fair and I feel like Chris Chibnall almost it feels sometimes that he's trying to live up to like Russell T Davies era Doctor Who sometimes it feels a bit rehashed so like throwing in the they were mother and daughter all along feels like oh well because that's Russell T Davies used to do family dynamics really well right you know, do something like that like I don't know like there's just but I like this I would probably skip it if I was going to watch it like, the only reason I rewatched it was because I've never rewatched it in the past but I'd probably skip it in my next run now you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Enough of that. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well then, let's talk about happier things. Yes. Let's let's do the stud story from the Thirteenth Doctor. So this was a toss-up in the end, and it was very almost uh, Eve of the Daleks, mm. which I love. Christmas episode, brilliant. Um, because I, I wasn't really too fussed about like the previous two Dalek stories. I thought they were good episodes, but I was just like, all the problems that I have with this era were very present in the previous Christmas specials, right? With Jodie, whereas this one, because of things, it was like it was like five people, a couple of Daleks in a warehouse. Yes, it just once you paired back everything down, like and pulled it down to the basics, it worked really well, and I'm like. This is how Chris Chibnall could have been writing it all along because, like, he's been given restrictions and he's used them to his advantage here. I know not so much when it comes to the Sea Devil one, mm. um, but it works really well. But we know that, like, you see, I know from listening to the podcast that the Sea Devil one was written hastily. To yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, see, educated now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I think for even the Daleks, it works. Really well, although I thought the the wee romance between the two of them, like, uh, was a bit not the doctor and Yaz. The romance between the the guy and oh right, yes, the yeah. guest stars Sarah like, and like, um yeah, oh, Nick, 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 yeah. I'm like was a bit forced and also a bit creepy because I was like he is like basically a Dexter serial killer, like he's the baddie <laughs> in Dexter, like. He's probably glad that there was nothing left of that warehouse because if they went any deeper, they probably would have found like corpses or something. Oh, bloody hell, can you imagine? <laughs> like, I was like, 
oh, she's not got long left now that she's seen him. Um, no, I, like he was a bit creepy, and I was like, oh, but it's all right. He's creepy because he's a bit wacky. But apart from that, like a brilliant Dalek story, fun, yeah, good for the festive like period. Yeah, I agree. But, so that was very close to being my stud of. Jody's era, but I have chosen War of the Suntarans. Hey, this is right. a good one. Right, like uh this was a to me this felt like the Suntarans had arrived in Doctor Who. Like yeah. new Doctor Who. Because I didn't like the Fisher Price Suntarans from Russell T. Davies. No, uh, me either. They were not my thing. Like that that blue shiny steel. I was like, they've never been in a fight in their life. Like <laughs> whereas these Sontarans, when you saw them, they were like were dirty, disgusting. Like they look like they've been fighting. Like yeah. So like this, I like they have arrived in Doctor Who. This is brilliant, and either they're a bit hokey and a bit daft, but they're, like they're they are daft. Like aliens, they're supposed to be. Supposed to, there's uh, gotta be humor with Sontarans. Uh huh. Exactly. Like um, but again, like you could tell that these were aliens. Yeah. Of war. These were soldiers. These weren't the shiny. Like polished Sontarans that we'd seen before, and I love Strax, right? But like, yeah, he's nothing compared to these guys. These guys, are no. Awesome. I don't want to. Yes. Plays. I know. I love that he came yeah. back. Oh. Well, they're a clone. They're also a clone race. So yeah, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. Because like, you see multiple the same actor playing like different characters with a clone race, so it all fits. But yeah, like just the setting was brilliant. Like Dan's really good. Yaz is really. Good, but I know they get separated quite early on. But like, there's just something really cinematic. You're taking a historical figure where you're Mary Seacole again, and she's brilliant in it. I was like, love to see her come back. Yeah, same. The doctor, like, just like, yeah. Um, because this is like, this is another thing is that I think Russell T. Davies and other showrunners have said that they don't have companions from the past because that's an extra element you need to explain. Like, oh, this is the first time this companion's seen. Yes. Yes. That, but I was like, but you, but you have current day companions going in at the future and seeing things, interpreting it to their own experiences. And Mary Seacole does it in this episode. She's no idea what's going on, but she's just like she's just doing what she can within it. So like, I think she would. I think this shows how it would work if you had like a companion that was from like a different time zone in the past like, yeah I think it would work really well i don't think that argument holds up anymore if it's written well because she's written brilliantly and she is she's so good yeah so like, again she's, she's like i don't know what's going on but she's sitting there and she's doing what the doctor's telling her and she's like she's interpreting it to her own experiences like she can figure understanding out yeah 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 like so it makes perfect sense um but yeah like the battlefield with the Sontarans and the soldiers is amazing. Like it, it is so good. Like there's, it's just brilliant. It's not quite a standalone episode. Like I would have loved to have seen this in its own context, but obviously it needs to fit into the story of the flux. Yes, and I get that. But like even as part of that, I just I love it. Like I'm just like yes, and again I think it's just pure excitement at seeing like real Sontarans. Like I like yes. But, uh-huh. Oh, and that scene as well, where um the Doctor and the leader of the Sontarans meet, yes. and they have that oh. kind of confrontation. That's brilliant. Like Jodie's so good in this episode, and like that, yeah. the high points. It's just like this whole, uh huh, just like bantering with like the bad guys. It's just yeah, brilliant. Like I love 
everything about it. Like again, this is one of those episodes like Rosa. I was like, I really wish that most of it had been written up to the standards that these episodes set. I know, like, this... really good episodes, but like this worked for me. This everything like yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and it's weird because if you think from a format point of view, you've got the Doctor and two companions. Okay, so it's not that far away from what we've had already this, in her in her run, and immediately they're separated, which. Oh. It's fantastic because you've got then Dan in the modern day with Carvin Easter doing his assault. Kicking a bit with a walk, he's daggies with my walk. With a walk, really? I know, it is brilliant. Funny, like... You've then got this really interesting concept then with Yaz over in Atropos and then with Vinda uh-huh. and and what is what are the Mori? What is this temple? What are they what's going on here? A planet called and, time and there's like a planet called time. Uh-huh. Like... And then, and and then, obviously, the doctor, like you just said, doing dealing with the Santarans, and yet it's completely well balanced. There's a very large cast. There's a lot of story going on, but it just all slots together in a perfect way. This is the perfect formula for an episode. Yeah, I, uh, I think this episode and the Village of the Angels are the two where they bring everything together really well, and I think it soars. I mean, they're like. There are other really good episodes in these six episodes, but those two stick out because yeah. everything just works like yeah. for me. Like yeah, like, there's I love it. Like I, again, we've got like real Santarans. It's just this works for me bringing an old baddie back, the, mm-hmm. the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like one of the reasons that the Santarans looked like they did in Russell T. Davies era was because they were too similar to the Jadun. I think. Right. I think like I think when you saw clips of the Jadun marching, people assumed that they were Sontarans because they kinda look Sontarany. I'm with you. Yeah, they do actually, yeah. So I think there was a conscious effort to make them stand out from that or maybe just to make interesting looking action figures. I don't know. But like there was mm. that, yeah, like I I just like that. They were daft, dirty Sontarans back, and the doctor had a like the doctor had a blast interacting with them, and I feel as well like seeing Jodie with an old foe, like like a classic foe. This works yeah. really well. Like yeah, it's just it's, yes, and also like the credibility of the Sontarans like plot. Uh-huh. You know that they, they they wanted they they used the flux event to do a time. You know, a temporal uh-huh. movement. That's just so good. They were like rewriting history. Yeah. For benefit. Like, I did, yeah. decided something's going on here. We're going to use this. We're going to benefit from this. Uh huh. Yeah, clever. I, I, really, really clever. Really well written. Really well acted. Really well produced. Again, like, see a little boy me could see that fight, like that battle of the Sontarans and those soldiers. Like, oh, <sighs> like, there's a lot of times in Doctor Who, like I was like, I wish ten year old Ben could see this. Yeah, that is one of those things. Like, yeah, um, because Doctor Who's always been a bit like cheap, you know, cardboard sets, the jokes, mm-hmm. monsters, and stuff like that. Um, so when it excels like visually, uh, and also just like story wise, I love it, and that's one of those moments. It's just like yes, I remember watching this and being grinning like ear to ear. I was like, uh huh. But again. Uh, it's sort of like bittersweet because I'm like a lot more of Jodie's stories could have been like this mm-hmm. because like she's just so good in this and like it, it's a joy to watch her and I just feel like she's let down in a lot of the other stories mm-hmm. but yeah that was my stud 
Very, very good choice. Fair, no, that's a really, really good one, and it's worthy of being a stud. Yay! Oh, Ben, thank you so much for joining me today on this chat. This has been genuinely so much fun. And um, I'm afraid you have no choice. I am going to have to ask you back for other conversations in the future. Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I have loved every second of it, obviously, because I've rabbited on. No, it's it's been really interesting and really fun, honestly. I mean, my AirPods did die. And Literally and I think yeah the ear off you yeah. yeah and I think we reached the capacity of one recording on this app that I use so that is uh, we've never done that before so it's a it's a podcast of first all round <laughs> I have loved every moment of it I have oh good like, special interest in that it's good to get to talk about them definitely people that share those interests yeah definitely so like where can people find you online if they so want to carry on the conversation with you um i have instagram i don't really have anything else to be honest that i use so just my instagram which is like ordinary dice here i think still um i I can link it as well yeah i'll link it yeah you can come shout at me for not liking Doomsday. Like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> are you ready for that? That that tirade? Oh my God! Um, I think I balanced it quite well with my opinions. But... Very balanced. You're right. It was very balanced. You you you're not wrong. Um, okay, so listeners, then what did you think of Ben's choices? I really want to know, and I know he does too. So you can follow Ben on social media with the links in the show notes, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WhoFluxPod. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. And if you'd be so kind as to drop me a cheeky little review, that would be amazing because it will help other podcast listeners to find who gives a flux and of course if you want to be a part of the conversation or if you want to join me for an episode you can now send me a voice note which is marvelous the link is below and if you don't want to do that you can get in touch the old-fashioned way you can slide on into my dms ben please say your goodbyes thank you very much for having me i have loved every second and uh, hope to speak to you soon again amazing and thank you Honestly, the amount of work you put into this, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Like, yes, awesome. it again. It'll be amazing. We'll carry on this conversation. We will. We'll do more. There's so much more. We've not, we've not even tapped into the tip. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is why we love Doctor Who, and everybody else. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will catch you on the next episode of Who Gives a Flux. Yeah.